going on everyone this is the popcorn heroes review of james bond no time to die yeah i think i think yeah. i think that's, i think that sounds right i think that sounds right i think that's right well, yeah why not it, or is it bond no time to die it's just whatever no time to die a james bond adventure oh here we go uh my name is armando with me today is pedro what's going on man Yo, what's up? How did you feel about the movie, Peds? The final, da- the uh, final Daniel Craig chapter. Yes, the twenty-fifth entry into the James Bond series, the fifth and final entry for the Daniel Craig saga. I gotta say, overall, it was a fitting ending. Nice. It it was very fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Pedro, yeah. how we usually start off our reviews? Let us know the premise okay i will keep the premise very premises without any spoilers um except for i'm gonna recap the last movie real quick (laughs) because it is heavily kind of like how quantum of solace is to um casino royale this one is very heavily influenced by specter which was the fourth one so at the end of Spectre, James Bond pretty much runs away with Madeline Swan, his love of his life. And he quits the MI6 and retires from being 007 and goes off into the sunset. Now, this movie, No Time to Die, starts off with them, both of them just traveling the world, having fun, you know, perusing the sights, and then... Of course, with every James Bond intro, mayhem happens, and then they just can't catch a break. The villains will always be after James Bond. Oh no! Oh no! Just when you thought he was out, they pulled him back in. They pulled him back in. Yeah, Mm. I mean, it makes complete sense. That sounds about right. Sounds like a Mm -hmm. typical Bond movie. Mm -hmm. Um... Well, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. As we usually begin our, our podcast, our reviews, we do a one out of five in a very, 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 very small short thoughts. So, Pedro, mm-hmm. your, what's your one out of five and your small thoughts? I had to think about this one a lot driving back from the theater, and I have decided to keep it to a 3.5. I liked it, but I didn't quite really like it. There was a lot wrong with it, but then there was a lot of good stuff in there too. Overall, it was a movie that was way too long. Um, There was a lot of stuff that they put in there that they didn't really, in my opinion, have to put in there. They could have streamlined it a bit more. Uh, The villain to me was underwhelming. The the side characters were great though. I love the supporting crew. I love all the IMI6 members, uh, the CIA members. Even Madeline Swan, who I thought was a complete 2D character in the last movie, she still is kind of 2D, but they made her a little bit better here and a little more believable that he would fall in love with her because that was one of the things I didn't understand last time. But um, yeah, it did a really good job of tying it all together with a neat little bow and go, this is his five movie saga, you know, and and, and that's that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on the rating of 3.5. Um, like we said at the top of this uh, podcast, it's a very fitting end to his uh, saga and his um, mm-hmm. and his reign as uh, James Bond. Um, the movie was okay for me, man. It was, it was nothing special. I mean, I don't think it's better than Skyfall. And I don't even think nope. it's better than Casino Royale, to be honest with you. Absolutely um, not. But it is a it was a good move in itself. It was okay. Um the acting was great. Um mm-hmm. the cinematography was great, the way it was filmed looked good. Um a lot of scenes were pretty cool. The action scenes were okay. I mean there there wasn't that much action to begin with. I, you know, I think there was one in the beginning, one at the end. No, there was the one quite in the middle. I think there was like three uh action sequences probably- in this movie. One, two, three, four at the top of my head right now, really quickly. I can name four scenes. It's a yeah. long movie, though. It was, 
It's a very long movie. 163 minutes. Yeah, it's like two and That's a half. Two, yeah. It's a long movie. Two and forty, two hours and forty-three minutes. That's you know, fucking but, wild. But it's something that I would say to that movie, like you know, say to this movie is that I didn't really feel it. I didn't feel like I was sitting there for two and a half yeah. hours. I felt it was long, but when I mean long, I mean like you know, a lot of action movies like to do the two hour and ten to fifteen minute. I thought this was that, and then when I left and saw the time, I was like, "Oh shit, I've been here for three hours." Because you know, you get the twenty minutes of trailers. Yeah, I was like, "Holy fuck!" It felt long, but it didn't feel that long. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't sitting here being like, "Oh my god, when is this just gonna end?" Um, I was pretty invested. I was pretty interested. Right. In what was gonna happen next? So I didn't really feel it. I didn't really have to use the bathroom either. Um, so in my eyes, I was just kind of, oh, this is a is a decent movie, you know. It's, uh, I didn't feel the. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel. Let me phrase it this way: I never felt it. I never felt it drag. Like I didn't think it was oh man, it's such a drag of the movie. Like oh, this section is so boring. This and that. Like I never felt that. I never crossed my head. Um, I would say that mm-hmm. the villain was irrelevant. Um, yeah. I think that was probably kind one of the of, most right? relevant. Yeah, he, he he didn't do anything in this movie. He was essentially a pointless character. Um, yeah, that's why I felt very underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know the Adamus was great when she came out, looking beautiful and amazing as always. Uh, very mm-hmm. very short cameo. Like she just popped up and left as 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 fast as she came, she left. Um, but overall, I think the movie was good. It was mm-hmm. okay. Actually, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. I mean, that's all I have to say until you know, until we get into spoilers. But Pedro, would you recommend this movie? I would. I would recommend it if you've seen the others. Definitely. So this isn't a movie. Like, oh, I've never seen a ghost. Uh, a ghost. Jesus, my brain. I just saw the trailer. That's why I've never seen a 007 movie before. So uh, let me watch this. No, absolutely not. You need to watch. At least, actually not even, at this point, just watch all five and make this the fifth one. Like, so you could see the full ride. So I only recommend it if you've seen the other ones. And if you're into action movies, then yeah, definitely watch it. Hmm. I, I don't know if I would recommend this to people, Pedro. I think I think if you're a Bond fan, you would potentially have already seen it or will going, or, or are going to see it. Um... But I mean, for the casual movie goer, I I don't agree. I don't think you should watch it. I don't think there's anything worth your time on this one. Um, and I think that's probably why it reflects so much in the box office that it only made fifty six million dollars. Yeah. That's low as fuck. Like even mm-hmm. just a week before, Venom made what ninety million dollars in the box office or eighty something like that. So it's kind of like yeah. you. This movie should have at least gotten close to that. And it didn't. It hit fifty six, and I, I, f- I feel at this point you can't blame it on the Rona, because if Venom was able to hit that high of an opening weekend, um, you can't blame it on the Rona. You literally can't. Uh, so I think this is a a movie that's just for the for the fans. It's not a casual movie at all, and I think it ref- that mm-hmm. that pretty much reflects why it didn't make that much money. And of course, it's, it's it, it leaned older, of course, um, demographic wise. Yeah. So let's see where Definitely. the the next bond takes us. So let's talk about that before we get into the spoilers, Pedro. Because you know, I would like to people who okay. haven't seen the movie at least kind of hear this conversation. Because we tend to save this for the end. But um, oh right, right. What do you think uh, of the of the bond? What do you think? Um, who do you think is going to be the next bond think? or what they, what direction you think they're going to go for this next bond? I know. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit before as well. So um, essentially we were talking about how the bond movies are like an older demographic and you can already tell by the numbers of this one that, you know, it didn't do as well as they expected. Actually, no, it did what they expected, but when comparing it to like venom, which is a subpar movie, at best and um yeah so once once you hear that part you're just like yeah you definitely need to write the ship of the series so i think that moving forward they need to definitely um 
Make it for, for younger people. You need to change it for younger people. You need to make it cool to, like, bond, you know, <laughs> moving forward. And I think the way, the best way to do that is uh, just get a young bond. <laughs> get a young bond, basically unknown, you know. I, I don't I don't want any, you know, everyone wants the Idris Elba, everyone wants the Tom Hardy, everyone wants the, uh, the Tom Hiddleston, uh, all that shit. I don't want a fucking known face. Um, you know, every time they've picked, we talked about this before as well, Every time they picked the Bond, the Bond was like relatively an unknown person. When they got Sean Connery, he was a no one. When they got uh, fucking uh, Pierce Brosnan, he was only in a couple things. And when they got Daniel Craig, he was also in a couple things. So you got to get someone that's fairly unknown, that doesn't have like fame already crushing them. And um, make them young and change change the feel of it. I, I, I don't think... So the reason why the, this Bond series got so much love in the beginning is because it's kind of like piggybacking the Bourne Identity series. So they're like, wait, we need to make it gritty. Um, I, I don't know if I'm mixing up the years now, but I want to say that the Christian Bale Batman was also happening around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. And that was also grounded and gritty. So they're like, when we do James Bond, it's got to be grounded and gritty. So they did the Bourne Identity-ish version of Bond. And that made sense for the times. But then you notice in these last two films, it got right back to over-the-top spy gadget shit. Um, you know, mustache-twirling villains of, like, world domination-level stuff. I think they're going to go more into that moving forward. I think it's going to be more of the gadgets, more of the wild villains, and uh, probably make it almost... Uh, over the top, like Fast and Furious is in a way. I think they're going to stray from grounded. I think they're going to change it up to make it more because people love Marvel movies. That's the biggest thing. People love the Fast and Furious movies. And then they're going to think, what do those have in common? Well, balls to the wall over the topness. So I think Bond is going to go in that direction. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think they're going to definitely go. They have to go younger. Essentially, they have to. Um. Mm. And they have to, because they have to attract that young crowd, uh, the people, yeah. you know, the next generation coming up. You know, I, I don't, you know, I think Daniel Craig, kind of, uh, when he became Bond, he was he he was when we were young, and but we were already Bond fans, so it's kind of like right, because Goldeneye, dude, we're Bond fans because of Goldeneye, and exactly. sixty four Goldeneye made us all Bond fans, <laughs> exactly, essentially. So, so now it's like what. What, what's the the new crowd, the younger people? What, what's latching them onto Bond? And it's nothing really, because uh, when when Daniel Craig came out, you know, it was already for us. That was for us essentially. People who were there in like twenties already, maybe even early, you know, late teenage years. Um, and because we grew up watching Bond, we grew up knowing what Bond is. You know, the young younger generation mm-hmm. doesn't really know or understand what Bond is. And right. you're gonna have to try to attract them with somebody that's young and hot and and you know, mm-hmm. but family. You know, what I'm saying like they 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 need to attract that crowd who loves that shit. So they need to get more into the gadgets. They need to go into all these little things. Um, they need, they need to, to essentially do what Mission Impossible did. Yeah, Mission Impossible is forever reinventing itself with every movie. Um, mm-hmm. And they need to go somewhere around that in those veins, you know. They need a, they need to have that over the top action, but, but it shouldn't be just over the top action just for the over the top action's sake, right? Just like Fast and the Furious is just like, oh, let's just go balls to the walls oh, and not right, care right. about anything. So I think Bond, what makes what separates Bond from all these other people are his gadgets and the things that he uses to get away with mm-hmm. things, right? Because Bond is about smarts, Bond is about swap being suave, and Bond is about the cars and the gadgets. So it's kind of like, yeah. how do we integrate all this into the next Bond? Um, that will make that will separate us from you know the Mission Impossible and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What I would uh, like as well, uh, they did it a lot in the last two movies. Shit, even the third one, even even Skyfall, they started dipping into it. It's where they brought in because you know. When you watch a James Bond movie, it's just James Bond. Like, Q comes in for, like, a second, gives him this shit, it's gone. Goes to the office, talks to M for, like, a minute, gets the mission, says hi to Moneypenny, gone. And it's 99.9% Bond's movie. And you might get a Felix Leiter cameo, but 
it's almost always been a very Bond heavy film. And I kind of like that some of these later Daniel Craig ones were very team based. I like that Q was heavily involved. I like that Money Penny was heavily involved. Uh, M, especially, like, if you think about it, Skyfall, was practically an entire movie about M. I love that. And um, and then these last ones, the whole team was coming together and then, you know, brought Felix back for this one. So I just kind of like that that it's more an ensemble thing. And I feel like they should do that for, for moving forward, make it more of an ensemble, show other double O agents jump in maybe for like a quick cameo and, and you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think I, that needs I, to I happen. That'd be nice if you make it team based. Yeah, that has to happen because they need to expand the universe. Like the universe is not only Bond. <laughs> like the yeah. the agency is not only Bond's agency. You know, like there has to be mm-hmm. more happening here. There has to be more people to discover. This universe needs to be broken up, right? They need to they need to build it. Uh, and they yeah. they need to go like the way of John Wick, where John Wick kind of like hints at a whole bunch of different things and builds the universe in oh, a yeah. sense. Factions so this, and stuff. Yeah, this one needs to build upon its universe, like. To be honest, with you, we don't know shit about Bond. We don't know anything about his agency. We don't know anything about the agency. Like, who are the other doubles? Like, wh- how are they? How do they get recruited? Like, what happens? How does it? Uh, well, like, how does that they, agency they, work and shit like this? You know, like, yeah, you know. I mean, they how, dove how, into it in the Daniel Craig ones a little bit, but yeah, they didn't really go hard into it. No, but it's they, it's, it's the, they didn't the expand movies, that universe. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to expand it more. But I will say the Craig movies expanded it more than any of the others previously. So this yeah. one definitely opened it up more. And then it takes it. Hopefully the next generation further opens it up like you're saying. So, yeah, uh, yeah it I'm 100% in agreement that that's that should be moving forward. Yeah, the they, they, they need to build more on the on the mythos of, of all this that's happening. And, you know, yeah. the, the, the push nowadays is, you know, going more... Um, shining more light to minorities and, and minorities in, in every movie, right? So by expanding the universe, you could expand up, upon having different type of people within the agency and being double, different double O's and, 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 and also, you know, have more of a relationship with Felix. Like, Felix needs to be more involved. I feel like Felix has always been like, oh, hey, I'm here for like two seconds. Okay, now I'm gone. You know, it's like right. he, he's, he's essentially your partner. For for better better or worse, he's your partner, and I think Felix should play a, 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 also a bigger part within um, the Bond movies. He's he's always a he's always yeah, a glorified cameo. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, so I saw Skyfall, I saw Spectre, and I saw this one recently, and yeah, Felix wasn't in any of those except No Time to Die. So that means he's only in part one, part two, and part five. That's it. So he only came out in three out of the five. I mean, that's not bad considering, but yeah. Nah, I, I, he he definitely needs they, to be more involved. But they were small parts. They were well. His biggest part was the first one. Yeah, because he, 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 he was in the, the casino. Game. He was in. Yeah. He was in like half the movie. Eh, half the movie's pushing it. He was in a third of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's essentially in the gambling part of the entire movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a big cool. part in that one. But you know, I, I thought that was gonna be Felix being more involved, and he never really did. Yeah, just yeah. kind of withered away, and that sucks because you know uh, he was a great actor, anyways. <laughs> um, oh no, a great actor. But yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, I, they're definitely gonna go younger. They're definitely gonna go maybe uh, maybe more leaner, more suave, more more attracting the ladies. You know. Yeah, absolutely. L- less of a grunt like this guy was sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to go mm-hmm. more. And someone you could see using gadgets, like like I never saw the Daniel Craig use gadgets. Like his bomb was not a gadget guy. Um, and and the gadgets he had were very basic, like yeah. the fingerprint gun, um, the wristwatch that has an explosion. You know, explosion yeah. has a, an explosive in it. Yeah, basic. Very. And basic. then of course the car. The most. James Bond gadget, and when I say that, I mean exaggerated. Was the gun, the gun, the car from Goldfinger, mm. which is the one that he had here? Because so he gets it back at the end of in Skyfall, it blows up. He gets it back at the end of um, blah, 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 Spectre, he gets it rebuilt by Q, and then he steals it. And then uh, they go off into the sunset. And this one, he's driving it, and he has a fucking awesome action scene, so yeah. But yeah, yeah, they, they need they, more. They, of they that. need more of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, that's what makes Bond special. All, all his elaborate gadgets that come out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck right. does this shit come from? <laughs> yeah. Because then he's yeah. just Jason Bourne. You need to make him Bond. So Yeah. Yeah. Or or uh the Mission Impossible guy. What's his name? Uh, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's All right. True. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. If you've seen the movies, stick around. Let's talk about it if you haven't. Uh, put pause right now and come back later. And if you don't give a fuck, let's get on it. Let's join us in this get on it. beautiful adventure. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers mm-hmm. ahead. So yeah, Pedro. Um, what can I say? I have to start off this with this. I have to start off by saying that this movie is the fitting end. Bond actually dying at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. There's no better way to for this movie to end, like yeah. he, this Bond, you know his his entire reign has been like misery, so he has to he he he's not the type of character to have that happy ending. I think he needed to die. Yeah, he technically did have a happy ending though. He did. It's just he died. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, he had a happy ending because he had a daughter, and then he saved her. Like that's all he. That well, what more could you want? You know. So, and he even had a, the Han Solo moment. He literally said, "I know." I was like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, dude!" They fucking gave him the Han Solo moment at the end. But yeah, I I wouldn't say it's a it's a sad ending. It was a, it was a fitting. It was fitting for him. He uh, the the whole movie was about closure. The whole movie was closure. It, it starts off with um, him finally forgiving um, Vesper, yeah, which was a, a huge plot point from the very beginning, where he was finally in love with someone. You know, they ran away together, and she fucking betrayed him, and he was just like, "Damn, that's it. I'm never gonna love again." And that was it. And that's why he was a cold blooded piece of shit in the second one, and in the third one, he pretty much like loses his mother figure, M. So it's just like, oh, gut wrenching. You lose, you know, you lose your girl and now you lose your mom, you know, essentially. Yeah. And then four, I don't know. He kind of got over that. Uh, he lo- Oh, four, his brother, kind of his half brother, ends up being the villain. The whole uh, Daddy issues. James <laughs> the whole time, you know, his half brother. So it's just like, like you said, it was, it was just terrible after another, after another, like any connection that he had, any family connection, any close connection would either die or backstab him. So he finally falls in love with this girl. And the whole thing of it was, he wasn't sure if he could trust her yet either. Cause she had a secret or whatever. And obviously when she says, Hey, go to her tomb, she's right here. Just forgive her. And then all of a sudden a bomb explodes. So now he's like, this bitch betrayed me. So that's it. He's just like, nope, that's it. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I can't. Yeah. And then that's when the whole epic action scene and all that. And then finally you end it with he actually does have a daughter, does have like that connection that he's always wanted. So I think it was a fitting end. And then you just die because you're a fucking dinosaur at that point. <laughs> the, 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 the double O uh, uh, program, you know, outdated or whatever the fuck. Well, it wasn't outdated, but but he he already had his replacement. You know, you had the new Double O Seven. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think it was overall fitting. It just it closed his arc very neatly, and no, and did. you killed Blofeld in the process. Fuck that yeah. guy. Essentially, yeah, <laughs> the guy with the biggest daddy issue in the world. Um, yeah, I know that was. It, it's you know talking about villains. Had this villain of this movie was irrelevant. I I think the yeah. the the only reason he existed is for is for the girl to have um for Something. the girl to have a secret, and then the secret is that he saved her life, and then That's like that, you don't even go into like okay what did you what happened what happened after you saved her like did you just let her go did she come with yeah. you did you guys have like a friendship or like were you guys homies no, no. because it feels like she didn't even recognize him when she saw him in the sec- in the psychiatric office. She so it's kind of like he just saved her and left. It's like, all right, cool. That's it. I thought that was Sorry, so underwhelming. You know, you see the trailers where she's like, "Oh, I got a secret." I would have preferred she gets saved and maybe she was helping him out with some shit she wasn't too happy about. Exactly. 
makes sense. Like the more you think about that, the more it doesn't make any sense. Which so so rewind it just a touch more. I did like the opening sequence a lot. With it was her nice flashback. Yeah, for sure. I liked it. It was super suspenseful. It just looked great. Great way to and it, open up the movie. And it was a nice tie-in to a story that she mentioned in Spectre, where uh, Bond gives her a gun, and she says, I don't like guns. And then he's like, oh, let me show you how to do it. But then she goes, no. and then you see her take apart the gun and then put it back together. And he's like, oh, so this isn't your first time using a gun. And then she says, uh, when I was young, my father left, and I was there with my mother, and someone came in to kill us. Or someone came in to kill him. And then she just stops the story and goes, and that's why I don't like guns. So they just kind of keep it at that. And then this elaborated on that. Like, you see the first time she uses the gun, she shoots him and everything. Uh, Great. Completely great. But the payoff for that was very underwhelming. Because I thought, like you, that when... Because it ends with him saving her. That was it. And then she wakes up from the dream. And I'm like, oh, man, they probably, like... I don't know, Bonnie and Clyde or some shit and did some crazy stuff. Yeah. Nope. You pretty much assume that he just saves her, leaves, and he's like, I'm going to do my, I'm going to need you to do me a favor somewhere down the line where you finally see it. Very, very underwhelming. I don't understand why she wanted to keep all that a secret. Like the guy that was supposed to, the guy that killed my mom and was supposed to kill my dad saved me. It just, I might, I, I don't know if I'm missing something, but that's what I got out of it. And no, it wasn't enough. Point. Sounds like the most redundant and idiotic thing to happen. Yeah. There's literally Um, no payoff to that. It doesn't lead anywhere. So here's the thing with that, right? There's a lot of people that were in the screenwriting. There's four people on the screenplay. There's three different people on the story. And then you had Danny Boyle attached to it originally. And he was also co-writing and doing the screenplay. But he left due to creative differences. And then they brought in... um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge to bring it in too. She claims that she didn't do any big plot points. She just fluffed it with some humor. Which you can tell immediately. The humor. Which parts were her. So. But it still. Regardless. It still seemed like there were too many fucking cooks in the kitchen. And I can kind of see that. By looking at the movie. I'm like. I feel like they wanted to go a little bit more into the her a little bit more into the villain, but they didn't. They just, at the end of the day, wanted to make it about Bond getting closure. And I don't know. I don't know. It just felt like, it felt like there was a lot. There was too much going on in this movie, which is why it was so fucking long, but they could have cut yeah. some things. It, it's, it, it felt long and it didn't go anywhere yeah. because the villain was irrelevant. I feel like in this movie, the biggest villain was a fucking virus. I think the virus was the villain here. <laughs> like, like it, it's, in the end, because the major villain didn't do shit, it's the virus well, that was the, the 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 virus was the MacGuffin. The virus was the thing driving the movie. The virus was the villain, and well, he killed all of Spectre, so he did something, and that was a pretty good scene, I will say, because they had Bond dead to rights. He walked right into the trap. It was the whole ha. We have uh, Bond's DNA in this uh, nano machine. And boom, we released it, and it's going to kill you. And then all of Spectre is there to watch it, and then it flips, and it kills all the Spectre. I love that. And I was like, man, I can't wait to see this villain, because this guy outsmarted everyone. And then I felt disappointed afterwards when I just saw it. I'm like, oh, you're just a typical like old-school Bond villain of like, this is my plan. This is my plan, Mr. Powers. I'm going to tell you my uh, my whole plan in my evil lair. And I was like, oh. Okay. In an island. <laughs> yeah. But a part of me thinks that's what they were going for also. They were kind of trying to bring it full circle of this is what Bond movies are supposed to be. It's the guy in the fucking island that's going to destroy the world. And so it's just part of me is torn with the grounded Bond and the over-the-top Bond. And it just yeah. felt like it almost clashed. But there's nothing wrong with that, dude. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing any of that. It's just let there be a payoff for this villain. And yeah, we, 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 we've become sophisticated audiences now, right? We've yes. seen so many good villains, fleshed out villains within the span of just one movie. And they're fucking fantastic. And then you come to see this. And you, 
this fucking pointless guy, dude. He was highly pointless. Yeah, he killed Spectre. Yeah, he did a lot of behind-the-scenes puppetry, whatever. But in the end, he was still pointless. He was oh. irrelevant. I will say, I, I know that um, Rami Malek likes to play those awkward, borderline creepy characters. But this character was extra creepy. So it was heavily implied that he was in love with her. But he only saw her when she was like fucking eight years old. So like he saved her and he like fell in love with her and was watching her from afar. Unless he stalked her throughout the years. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. That part didn't make sense. If maybe they, you know, the original thing that we were saying that if she would have stayed with him for a while and they would have done some shit that she wasn't too proud of. And then that that would have been okay, But that didn't happen. So it's kind of like it's just weird. This is very creepy. Maybe it was yeah. supposed to happen, like we keep thinking, because there's no point of they... tying him to her and her to him. If in the end it's gonna be like, oh hey, I saved you that one time. Now you owe me. I mean, it's like no, you don't. I don't owe you shit. You came to kill me and my family. Yeah. I ran away, and you get pity, and you didn't kill me. So how's that me owing you anything? Like. Right. It was just it was just stu- a stupid plotline. It it didn't make sense. Like I yeah. keep we, we keep reiterating, there was no payoff to yeah, that yeah. relationship at all. Yeah, you could no. have you could have gotten rid of the opening sequence altogether, and it still would have been the same movie. Yeah, because I would have known the he difference. He still came in. He still came in, pretended to be a um, uh, a patient. A patient. Yeah. A client. And then he just goes, oh, you're going to do this favor for me because I know you see Blofeld. Uh, I'm going to kill your daughter. That's it. And it's the same exact fucking movie. Nothing to do with any secrets, any opening. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's the main reason. Why have yeah. such a great opening scene, which I love that opening scene, if it doesn't have a payoff like you're saying. So, yeah, I I, I agree. The more I think and, about it, the more I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the whole secret underlying is just kind of like... If this is what you've been hiding all these years, that some random dude that you didn't even fucking recognize saved you, that's your secret? Like, come on, dude. Like, what's the mystery for, bro? Like, what's the fucking point of all this? What's the point of you being this mysterious character with a, a hidden background if your fucking background was just, hey, the next villain, the villain of the movie saved me a few years ago, and I didn't even fucking recognize him when I saw him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it, like, it was just so dumb, dude. Like, there is no reason for her to have a secret. I think it would have been played off better if um, the yeah uh, you know the 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 villain with the daddy issues was his name. Um, oh, Blofeld. Yeah, if Blofeld would have just planted all this evidence that she was in on it or something like that, and at the beginning of the movie, and you know, it ended up being you know all the liars or something like that, like like without a secret, I think it would have been better, you know. Just saying mm-hmm. that, like, hey, this character really loves you. You guys are together. But the villain of the last movie made you feel and planted evidence that this girl was working against you this whole time when in reality she wasn't. I think that would have played out better than having her do this stupid secret shit, that uh, idiotic secret in the end that didn't make sense, that mm-hmm. didn't go anywhere, that... Yeah. I don't know. Dude, it was just... Just man, just yeah. like, like scapegoat me to believing that this girl was 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 part of, was in on it all, and at the end you find out she wasn't, and like, oh my god, James, you wasted all these years thinking that she was bad because your past experiences, your trauma, only to realize that you self sabotaged yourself. Like, oh my god, that's crazy. You know that I think that would have yeah. been a fucking way better realization that like Bond is a self sabotager, and he has. And he historically has been doing it to himself throughout his entire life or whatever throughout these movies. And I, I think I mean that, that's kind of what 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 the Blofeld scene was about, though. Exactly, they should just lean on that with the girl, not that oh, shit. Oh yeah. So instead of her having the secret, they like, "Oh, you never told me the secret, so that's why I can't trust you." It was like, "No, you just right. had trust issues because of your history, and you blamed it on her because some guy fucking made you believe that." And I think unless, that would have been a, a a better play. Unless. They did all of this so that you would think what Bond thinks. Oh, she did betray, which I never thought she betrayed him for a fucking second. They didn't do a good job of showing that, in my opinion. But if they no. could have, 
if, if, if all of that was a red herring just to make you think, oh shit, she's bad. Oh shit, um, she is trying to kill Bond. And then when Blofeld has the conversation with him, you're supposed to realize at the same time and go, oh, so that's what that whole thing was. It was just nah. a fucking red herring. But it didn't work. It nah, did, if that was what they were supposed to do, they could have done it better. I never thought that. Not even once. I n- me neither. Me neither. My I never thing was, my whole thing was, is that you know that she's tied to the main villain of the movie, and that's her secret. And maybe she did shit with him, like you said, that ended up being that's what she kept a secret. That's what she's doing all this. So in my head, I've never thought anything about Blowfield. I don't give a fuck about Blowfield, but they should have just made it about him in the end. Um, but I never thought that. I thought like the whole thing was that she was working with the main villain of this movie. And I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, that's that's why she's keeping it a secret. That's why all these all these secrecy, all these things are happening is because she's working with the fucking villain. But then there's yeah. no payoff to that. None of there's literally nothing comes of it. So essentially, the whole uh you know thing about her having a secret was fucking pointless because she mm. didn't do shit. Like it didn't. It just didn't make sense. Like. I, I wish that the movie would have leaned into the Bluffield thing and then you could have come to the realization like, oh my God, it was Bluffield all along. Oh my God, Bond is an idiot. I wish that would have happened. But in my head, I'm just like, this whole time I'm thinking, is like, oh, we're going to end up finding out that she's been working with the, 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 the villain in this movie. And that's mm-hmm. the whole reason why things have happened the way they happened. Like, and until at the end when you realize she didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> she wasn't involved yeah. in anything. Nothing happened. The secret was irrelevant. It's just this whole big fucking conspiracy that in the end had no payoff that literally wasn't a conspiracy. It was just it was just stupidity. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's pointless. It was pointless. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy that at all. Yeah. Well, now that we got Madeline Swan's character out the way, how did you feel about Nomi? AKA 007. Yeah, I thought she was fine. Yeah, she was great. I liked her. I really um, liked uh, I I really liked the way they introduced her too. Because, oh man, I loved it. Um because they're showing that she's also suave and she was also kind of like, "Oh, hey, come on, help me with the car or whatever. Oh, come inside." And he's kind of like, "Oh, okay." And then that's when she's like, "All right, get your ass back to work." Like <laughs> Actually, no, that, that that wasn't even what it was. It was like, "Yo, stay the fuck away from the CIA." <laughs> Yeah, essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah, her introduction was great. Um, I love the sequence. Yeah. I love everything. Um, I, I the, What I loved the most was Bond's house, dude. That shit was amazing. Holy shit. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I want to stay in that house, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck? Just re- re- retire to Jamaica, and then there you go. Shit, dude. But it was just it was just beautiful the way, like, he had, like, a different part for the shower. His his room was another part. The other yeah, part here. Yeah, dude. That whole like, shower play. I was like, what? It's a, it was just like <laughs> this amazing resort shit he had going on here. I'm just like, shit, I want to live here. Um, yeah, it's fucking wild. But yeah, the, the, her introduction was great. Um, and she, and she, again, like she was very suave. She was very uh, sexy, you know, even when she wasn't even trying to be that. Um, and But mm-hmm. you, you knew for a mile away she was the new Bond. We all knew it because of the trailers and all that. Well, we knew because uh, the trailers ruined it, right? Th- which is what I think ruined it with the trailers if the trailers wouldn't have fucking shown that and been like oh coming back and then you would have saw her and then seen that you would have been like oh shit she's 007 that would have been a huge fucking thing yeah but you know you know how trailers are trailers be spoiling shit i I did like i could easily tell that it was uh um phoebe waller's uh writing with their their back and forth they're like playful mm-hmm. banter they had. I really like that. Like the rivalry they had going on. Yeah. But what I liked about it a lot too was it was rivalry, but it was like mutual respect. Yeah. Like, I, I was literally going to say that. At the end, I like how everything, they just, it was just respect yeah. at the end, you know? Yeah, for both of them. Like even there's a part where she's like, oh, full disclosure, James Bond told me about it, you know? And then, you know, like full respect. And in, in him too, where even when she got the 07 uh, a title, he called her. 07 like he gave her like the full respect so i like that it was like both sides it wasn't like a like a i'm glad too because i kind of thought there's oh, no man, rivalry if do a stupid if they do a stupid plot line of like where they're both like jealous of each other i think that'll be so fucking kitty they're too fucking professional for that shit and i'm glad they didn't go that route so it just showed that they're badasses and then they both deserve to have the mantle if, if you're like that so oh, absolutely Which is a it- huge 
I, I, I really enjoyed that, that there was no rivalry. In the end, it was just, hey, I respect your game, and I'm respecting you and Bond's eyes. It's like, the girl's eyes, I respect your game and what you used to be and what you stood for. And the new guys and Bond is like, I respect you as a new person coming up and being as awesome as you are. Like, I like it, yeah. throughout the whole time, even when he first met her and all that shit, he respected her. Like, oh, like, hey, man, you're you're yeah, you're yeah. good at your shit. He was he was never like, oh, fuck, get away from here. Or there was right, never right. like, oh, I don't want you around me. You know, you're not you're not you're not who I am. Like, it was just it was just mutually like, you know, you're good at your shit and I'm going to be here for it. Mm hmm. Yeah, and and then the shit that they did spit at each other was just like playful banter, like nothing, nothing serious. So I I, I really liked that they they played it that way, and um, and uh, yeah, their their action sequences together at the end were pretty badass too. You saw them working together. They both did their own their own thing. They did their one liners too. Um, but another big ally that showed up in the movie was Felix Leiter, who's been missing since uh quantum he was mentioned a little bit in skyfall but we finally got to see him back and um this is when he still retired from mi6 and then that's when you start getting the idea that mi6 and the cia ain't playing ball uh because of the whole you know the nano machines thing and uh he gets recruited by the cia to go help him out for a mission i thought that was kind of cool too to show him like you know play outside the box a bit and then they go to Cuba, and that's when you're introduced to uh, Ana de Armas, who was another uh, who was a, another CIA agent. And I think she fucking stole the movie. Let me see what her name was. It was where was Ana de Armas's character? There it is, Paloma, CIA agent, Paloma. assisting Bond. I thought yeah, it was awesome it. because she was so fucking bubbly and nah, not necessarily ditzy but definitely felt no. like it, it, it gave you a vibe that she was like a naive like rookie yeah and she's like oh, and she was so I, happy I, I to be there yeah like, the excitement of like oh my god we're on the mission like i can't believe we're doing this oh right know? exactly oh my god yeah oh so good oh okay uh i trained for three weeks for this i'm so excited i can't wait you know and it's like <laughs> oh shit this is so funny it's so different because in the other previous movies, especially in Casino Royale, when he's working with like rookies, they're always like incompetent rookies. Like the whole thing of like, oh, stop touching your earpiece, or uh, you know, like stay uh, stay a couple sp- uh, paces back. You know, yeah. d- don't look like all that. And then she didn't try to prove themselves she she so doing. much, <laughs> right? And I'm glad they didn't do that with her either. It wasn't the whole like, oh, now he's got to carry her. No, it was the uh, all right. You know, you're doing good. You 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 you, you know, you're fine. <laughs> It was just an interesting take on the rookie character that you don't really see no. at all, actually. I'm trying to think at the top of my head of anyone like that. No, you, you don't see automatically that. Like, so she was, was just was so just excited. Cool. Like, I, I just, I was, her, her excitement was so palpable. Like, you're like, oh my God, I want to see what she does. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, want to yeah. see if she fails or, or if she succeeds or how the mission plays out because of her. You know, she was just so... She was just so excited to be there and excited to be with, with Bond. The... And, and and just going on the mission for the first time and you're like oh I, i've never done this before and I, you know i just you know she was just so open and excited to, for everything that was happening and i think that was so unique to see you know she was not putting up like oh i gotta get this right i gotta i gotta do things the right way or whatever you know or yeah. or i'm such an idiot i don't know what i'm doing like she was no like she was she was just excited like <laughs> she was nervous mm-hmm. and she she was having fun with it and i think that was the best part of it yeah, yeah, she definitely, uh, her character definitely stole the movie for sure in some parts. In her part, her whole part for sure. Everyone yeah. was kind of talking about, damn, we wanted more screen time from her character. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Yeah, I, um, I think I think I've seen that a lot. A lot of people wanted her more of her. And they're like, hey, if there's another Bond, then you need to bring her back. <laughs> right, which they totally could because, I mean, they brought back uh, Judy Dench from the Pierce Brosnan one to, to this one. So really, you could do whatever the fuck you want. You, you could bring in the character... And reboot her into the new whatever you're gonna do, and it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't. You could do yeah. anything you want. There have been the, there's the same fucking Q actor for multiple actors, and uh, the M actor changed multiple times. It's just yeah, it just doesn't matter. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they bring her back, but uh, I also don't think it's likely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's likely I, I, either. I think she's very one off. She was really, I mean, we, we talked about it before. She was really put in here because. Um, I guess they were looking for an actress and 
Daniel Craig had just worked with her in um, Knives Out, and he was like, yo, this chick is fucking awesome. You got to put her in here. And they did. So, And it worked out. Because she was definitely a standout. And then with the rookie character, you had this Logan Ash character, the douchey, oh, yeah. like, like stuck so up douchey, CIA. Um, yeah. And then you had, had a bro. lighter kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then lighter was kind of like, ah, whatever, man, ignore him, you know, fuck it. He's just government appointed, whatever. <laughs> and then you could see immediately how like lighter and, and bond were just like old pals, like catching up and he's just be- being weird. Yeah, but I that that being said, I still didn't get, guess that he was going to be a traitor though. Nope, that actually uh, that, did surprise me. That twist really got me caught me off guard. I'm like, oh my god, this this bro dude was the <laughs> was a villain. Oh my god, I didn't expect this. Yeah, that actually surprised me. I mean, once the scientist got in and the everything started getting weird, you know, whenever something suspenseful is happening, the music kind of stops. That's and, when I go, oh shit, now it's happening. But before that, I had no idea. No, no, no. I started, you know, again. I suspected him when the when the doctor was there, and then he kept, he he kept telling the doctor to shut up, like don't keep yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. stop saying that. I'm like, alright, why would you keep saying that? There's no point for you to say that. You must be a villain. <laughs> like yeah. you, you must be something going on with you. Yeah, yeah. But by that point, it's already too late. But before that, it, it did a good job of not being predictable. I was like, oh, well played. I did not think that. Yeah, it was a good one. I mean, I guess it's just the way he played the character. He was just a fucking bro and an idiot. So you're kind of like, oh, this guy's going to yeah. die in the next mission or some shit like that. So how'd you feel about them finally killing Felix, though? That was sad. It was it was a very yeah. touching moment, actually. For me, was it was like, just no. like, oh. <laughs> Especially the way they did it, because there was a moment where I'm like, oh, man, he's fucking done. Like, he's dead. And then he's going back to him. and He's like, no, no, we got this. And he's moving him around. And I'm like, oh, shit, he might make it. He might just make it because um, so in the books, Felix's character uh, gets thrown into uh, a shark's like a shark infested water by the villain and he gets eaten up like he loses an arm and a leg and you think he's dead. But then um, you find he comes back in the next one with like prosthetics and he's like retired and he still helps Bond, but as like a P.I. rather than uh, than in a CIA agent. So he still is reoccurring. But. In License to Kill, which is the Timothy Dalton one, Felix gets killed in that one, eaten by sharks, like, straight up dead. So, and then that's why License to Kill was the revenge movie that they were comparing Quantum to. So, yeah, a part of me was like, oh, they could just let him live. But if this is Daniel Craig's last one, they're probably going to kill him. And then I was, like, torn between. And then when I saw him finally die, I was like, ah, that sucks. Yeah, that that was sad. Which, by the way, was there ever a payoff to the cigar thing? Because I remember he gave him no. a cigar, but he no. never lit it. I, I would have been pretty. Eh, it would have been cheesy too, but still cool. Eh, maybe I mean, too cheesy for him. For I, him to light it up when he dies, I think it would have been a little cheesy. No, that's the moment I wanted him to light it up. You're like, oh. <laughs> for you, Felix. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just, there was too much going on goes, in that. I know. Yeah, yeah th- th- there was there a lot, and, and it would and it would have took away the moment of you know with the touching with, with moment of girl. him saying goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It would have been cheesy. So he should have lit it up earlier. <laughs> But he never, yeah. I, I think the last time I saw it, he was just you, you, staring you know at it. Been and that's cool? it. It would have been cool if he would have lit it up on the plane right before they dropped down for him to kind of like maybe give it to her. Like, hey, you know, I only, you know, I give it to like my friends or whatever. And he gives it to her. And then maybe she'll have it. That would have been cool. Like, like a passing the torch. Yeah. I would have preferred that. Maybe it happened and they deleted it. And who knows? Maybe there's so much. Maybe this movie was like four hours and they were like, bro. <laughs> But but it's I was a, just thinking of that. I'm like, there was no payoff to the cigar, and he really that, like. Well, well, the the chef house gun of the cigar never paid off, dude. Yeah. Because they did a whole thing of introducing the cigar in the beginning when he comes back, like Felix was fucking around with it, and then they yeah. mention it again later, and then he finally gives it to him when he's dying. So I'm like, this is gonna come back, and I didn't even think about it again till right now. I'm like, wait a minute, the cigar yeah. didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it didn't. Nothing oh, well. happened to it, man. They happened to he should, unfortunately. He should he should have gave it to to the new 07. <laughs> I mean, that that would have been cool. Like, hey, an old friend told me this shit is good or something like that. You know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, nice little handoff there. Um, oh, but yeah. I, I, so, I, um, go, going into like action scenes because you know, obviously, we have the opening sequence, which is awesome good. with the with the yeah. We have uh, the Cuba sequence. Which Cuba is great. sequence is great. And then we have 
the sequence where he has to go save his family in the woods that's super foggy. I actually really like that. That was because it was one. him using him using the fog, him using uh that fucking metal cable um to get the 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 you know the motorcycle and then him shooting to yeah. take the attention to him. There's just yeah. something so cool about it. And you know, I've been playing like fucking Assassin's Creed and shit like that. So I'm like, yeah, this is all like the stealth shit that I do in those games. <laughs> and then of course you finally get your revenge. So that revenge sequence that he did where he finally got the douche back. It was very reminiscent of ah, I can't remember which Roger Moore it is, but there's one where one of the um villains kills 009, who they introduced in the beginning was like one of his homies, and then he's like dangling from the edge of a jeep, and he's like, "Oh, help me!" And he's like, "I'll help you if you tell me where he is or whatever." And then he actually blurts it out, and he's like, "You're gonna save me, right?" And then Roger Moore's like, "Nope," and he fucking like kicks the the jeep, and the jeep falls, and the guy's like, "Ah." And for Roger Moore, that's super dark. I was like, oh, shit, when I watched that. So when I saw this, I'm like, oh, this is it. That's totally a, a reference to that Roger Moore moment of like, fuck you. This is for 009. And this one, he says, this is for Felix. So I'm like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool, dude. I'm like, the the you know, small like, little reference. Easter eggs, man. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, you know, the that, that sequence was good. And the end sequence was... um was pretty good too, but I, I think that the first two were the big standouts in this movie, you know, the Cuba scene and the opening sequence. Um, yeah. Because the ending just kind of, there well, was no tension or suspense for it. Yes, so I do agree with you. They were so, you know, you got two fucking double O Asians. When James Bond can clear out an entire facility and then you have two of them. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, you're like these motherfuckers don't stand a chance. So you're right. Yeah. I never felt scared, but I will say I did enjoy the single take scene of the stairwell. So him climbing oh, up the stairwell, yeah, where he's actually getting shot and shit, and that's where he's on his own. That's where he let them go, and he's like, I gotta go. That scene, I'm like, oh shit, are they gonna kill him in this movie? Because this is where he's gonna fucking die if they do it. And then that's where he gets hit, and he's like fighting, and the whole thing is the single take. This is where he kills uh, the eyeball guy, too, where he fries him. And then he does the one-liner, classic one-liner. I can't remember what it was, though. Ah. I can't remember what it was now. Something about the electricity. Like, he had an I idea. To the idea. Ah, whatever. But anyways, it was pretty funny. I was like, ah, I see what you did there. But yeah, that whole stairwell sequence, I was like, oh, this is kind of like the Atomic Blonde uh, stairwell sequence. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually yeah. really like that. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, yeah, but for me, it's just there was yeah. no suspense there. The villain was idiotic, and it that that I think that the the final act of this movie was uh, there was no payoff to anything that happened before, and I think mm-hmm. uh, that's what made me just kind of be like, oh, okay, you know, it's it's an okay movie. You know, the the action sequences didn't mean shit to me. Um, I wasn't really uh, that entertained by it, but the ending of the doctor that was that created that virus, right? He right. said something to uh, Double O, and I don't remember what it is or what it meant because oh. it, whatever he said happened so fast, and she was like, "Oh fuck oh, you!" Yeah, and she yeah. kicks him down. Like what? 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 What was being oh, said you, there? Oh, you don't remember? He was saying so. He was explaining what the weapon does, and he's like, "The weapon kills can kill full civilizations, even full races." And then he pretty much implies that he's going to kill Africans. Like, he's going to kill black people. I forgot how he worded it, but he pretty much went to her. I could even kill, you know, uh, uh, people of African descent or something like that. And then she was like, fuck you. And then that's when she kicks him. Like, all right, later, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much taunted the shit out of her. So it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, and that's when she does the title. She goes, uh, you know what time it is? Time to die. And then kicks him. <laughs> and i'm like there you go uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you said so the funny. title sort of sort of yeah <laughs> interesting because he he said it so fast that i couldn't i wasn't i didn't grasp that moment mm-hmm. um i also was kind of nodding off at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but i didn't really that, grasp what that's he was essentially saying. that's essentially what it was because you didn't know they didn't go deep into what exactly um, Saverin, which is uh, uh, or Safin, 
which is uh, Rami Malek's character. They didn't go into exactly who he was targeting. You just know that he was targeting certain people to recreate the world in the way he wants it. So he was just attacking certain genetics, certain people in power. But they didn't get into specifics of what exactly he was doing, you know? Yeah. So it was just kind of like, okay, New World Order, what do you mean? So it just felt like incomplete in a way. Um, but um, but the idea of the whole nanomachine thing, I thought it was actually pretty good. The whole fact yeah. that it stays in you forever. So it made... Because I heard someone say, uh, oh, Bond, you know, he got the virus in him. But he could have still escaped, just stayed away from his wife his and daughter. Ones. And it's yeah. like, and it's like, no, because he passes it on to other people when he passes by them. So he'll give it to someone and that person will give it to more people and that person will give it to more people. And eventually after I don't know how many years, someone will accidentally bump into her later down the line and kill her and her entire line because it's attached to the genetics. So it would have killed her, her daughter, and if the daughter has kids, it would have killed all of them because they're all attached by that genetic line. So yeah, he uh. really couldn't get out because all her, his entire line was at stake. So he had to die. It just made sense. Uh, okay. I, huh. I, I, I didn't take it that way. I take it as I took it as if he ever came into contact with her or yeah. his daughter, mm-hmm. they would have died, necessarily passed down from people person to person. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was already inside of him, the only way he could pass it is by getting near them. Because yeah. in when he killed Blumfeld, the virus was in her wrist. Like yeah, it was, and, and he turned he it. Touched. She turned it, and he touched her, and then he touched him, and that's how he killed him. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that if he interacted with people, it would have killed. It would have yeah, passed if, on like that. If he, I just if he felt touched me, anyone, it still would have passed on. Just touching because it's it's all over your body. Mm, yeah, no, I, I I didn't take it like that. I just took it as in like he has it. I don't necessarily think he he could transmit it until it's that person. Um, but I took it as like for him, he was like, "There's no reason for me to live if I can't get near the people that I love," mm-hmm. and like that's no way to live. So he he he, pref- he for me, I saw him. Just, he just might rather die than live in death. Essentially, you know, um, I don't think it had necessarily f- to do with him transmitting it and ended up being at coming to that point. Because I don't think it could be transmitted in that way. In my, no, it in does. They, they, when, when they're explaining it, they're saying that it's dormant in you and you pass it on to other people and it's always dormant until it gets its atten- intended target. So it would just spread. They they did some of the... One of those graphic things where it was showing spreading to people and they're like, but it won't kill anyone because there's not the target. And then as soon as you choose a target, it, it attacks. That's why the, the thing is so dangerous because anyone can just like give it to a group of people and then choose a target and it'll kill that person. So it's just fucking wild. So th- that's why the whole thing of like M going, yeah, this is a great idea. And they're like, yeah, this is a fucking dumb idea. M. cause yeah. Cause w- once the other countries get involved, which is exactly what was happening at the end, you had all the other countries rushing to the Island to go grab it. And that's why they had to nuke it too. So, mm. yeah, they're like, no one can touch this shit because any country can use it. Uh, I don't know, dude. I still don't agree with that because even when 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 they're doing the the funeral, the people who died were the people who were getting close to the body, not necessarily yeah. the people who were around it. So that body itself was the carrier, and they were yeah. touching it and kissing it, and that's how they and got sick. It. Not necessarily because they were in the area. It was only the people who touched it or oh, kissed no, it no. got near it died. I, I, I agree. It's direct contact, not not in the area. Direct contact. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't necessarily think that that it would have jumped to someone who's not infected to someone who's not. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, I, um, it was an interesting virus. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, I felt like the virus was more more of a villain than the actual villain itself. So it was more interesting than the actual villain for sure. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I think they should just kept I, it that I, way. I, at the at the end of the day, I didn't understand his end game. 
I, I didn't get yeah. it. It's like, I understand you wanted to kill Spectre for revenge. That was perfect. I'm like, that makes sense. I get it. Which is funny, because that makes four out of the five Bonds about revenge. <laughs> because the whole Quantum is about him getting revenge for Vesper. Skyfall is about Javier Bardem's character getting revenge for M. And then you get Spectre, which is Blofeld getting revenge against Bond. And then now you have this one, which is Safin getting revenge against Spectre for what happened to the family. So four out of the five movies are about revenge. Cool. Got it. Nice. <laughs> but once he gets his revenge, it's like, now what? What's your next step? Oh, yeah. you're going to remake the world? <sighs> what? Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't understand it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't follow that. I would like to watch all of them again, back to back, way later down the line. But as of right now, how would you rate them right now? If you had to put them one through five. I would do three, one, five, Ooh. four, two. Ooh, you put two last? Yeah. You put Quantum last? Yeah. And you put Skyfall first. I actually thought you liked a Casino first. Nah, Skyfall for me was the best. Yeah, I, no, really I agree with that. I, I would put 31524, which yours was... Five, uh, two, four. Interesting. Three, so you one, like Spectre more than, than Quantum? No, I like Quantum better than Spectre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Quantum better than Spectre. Uh, it oh. didn't have it, it, it they both had terrible villains that, oh yeah and, absolutely but there was just something about the fast paced like chaos of the second one that i just was like because i was also like in the revenge mindset as i'm watching it because it's like oh i gotta get revenge for uh for vesper and i'm like yeah you know like and it and it just reminded me a lot of license to kill which is just a straight revenge movie too so i was all about it and, and, and I like the action sequences there, too. I will say that some of the fight scenes were a little too uh, Born Identity-ish with, like, the fast cuts. But, yeah, the shaky I, cam. I, I I just I just like the pacing better because I, I have Spectre fresh in my head, and the pacing was really off. And I just wasn't buying the whole love story with this girl, and I didn't like the villain. Um, Batista was a terrible... Um, uh, henchman. Henchman. So, yeah, all those parts... And, you know, I was so excited for, for Spectre that they finally got the rights to Spectre to put it into the movie. And I was very underwhelmed. So, yeah, I, I still stand by it. I think Spectre's the worst out of his movies. Interesting. Um, you know, how did you feel about the song? I, I really enjoyed the song. Oh, yeah. Th thank you for reminding that. That was one of the things I was going to br uh, bring up first. And then we got sidetracked. Yeah. I actually really liked the song. I liked it because it was a. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't an upbeat song because. Yep. The opening sequence ends in a somber note where he like leaves her. He's just like, all right, later. Yeah. I'm going to go by myself. So then yeah. you get a sad song after. And I'm like, oh, but it's sad and it feels 007-ish. So it just yeah. matched the tone. It was so perfect, dude. So perfect. Yeah. I thought it was great. It doesn't beat Skyfall. Skyfall by far is oh, the best. But, the Skyfall. But, oh, so Skyfall. good. Even the Casino Royale one is spectacular. But, I don't remember the Casino uh, Royale one. Something like that. It, it, it was more like like upbeat. Uh, I gotta, was, I gotta, uh, I gotta hear it now. Ah, I, for, I forgot the artist that did it right now too. He was one of the guys that unfortunately committed suicide. Oof. I can't remember his name. I remember it was around the time of um uh, of uh, Chester from Lincoln Park. It was around that time because they were buddies. Damn. That's gonna bug me. I'm gonna have to look at the guy. Um, yeah, the the song was really good though. I, I think Billie Eilish killed it. Her voice fit perfectly. The the oh, the uh, song. Chris Cornell. The song is called "You Know My Name" by Chris Cornell. It was mm. a good one. But Billie Eilish killed it. I I thought she did great, even though she yeah. probably doesn't know what James Bond or 007 is. But uh, <laughs> she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. She did great. <laughs> nah, her song was was top notch, dude. I think. Uh, the way she sang it, the the song, how slow, and then it had his uh, his, its high moments, but then it just mellowed out. Also, like 
it, it was just this 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 slow roller coaster that you were on and mm-hmm. it it never it never got boring. Like usually when 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 Bond songs are on, I kind of I kind of tune out because I majority of the times I do not like Bond songs. Um, mm. But this one, I was I was so into it, man. I was like, oh yeah, it's such a good song, and it, and it's shorter than typical Bond songs too. Because usually Bond mm. intros are so fucking long, but yeah. this one was very like what maybe three minutes, two and a half, maybe some shit like that. They're, they're all about that me. length. They're, they're all about that length, though, because uh, uh, on my way to the movie, I, I actually put all five of the songs in like a quick playlist and I listen to them in order. And, and I think they're all pretty good. But yeah, uh, they're, they're but I'm talking about in general, like 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 the old ones that were, were extremely oh, long. Like these songs yeah. never ended. There was some I was just old. like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. So, Go to so the movie. Speaking of. Speaking of music, uh, there was a huge song that they brought back because um, it was Hans Zimmer that did the score, but he brought back a song from the old movies. It was every time that he was with Madeline and they were on the vacation. It happened at the end when she is on the roadside and it's like, oh, let me tell you about your father. And then there's this really nice like violin song that pops up. Same thing in the very beginning when they're on vacation, you know, when it's still happy before the chaos. There's this, there's this soft little, like, beautiful violin thing. So that song is the song that plays in Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is the one where Bond infamously gets married. And where this guy only played Bond for one movie. That was the love song in that one. So it was kind of nice that, again, another throwback, they brought back the love song of Bond truly in love for this movie. I thought it was a nice touch. For, for fans to catch that, but it was just a good song overall. Oh, nice. Cool, man. That's good you watch Bond stuff because I would have never known that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge, huge Bond fan. I just need to... I feel like I need to rewatch the Roger Moore movies. Those are not as, as I don't like fresh in my movies. head. But I got I got the Sean Connery ones fresh in my head, Timothy Dalton and uh, Her Majesty's. Yeah. It's just the Roger exactly. Moore ones were a little too, a little too cartoon, a little too Adam West for me. But hey, yeah, it is what it is. It is. Uh, any last thoughts, Pedro? Before we wrap this up? Nope, that's about it, man. Great. I don't have anything else to say. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think about this movie. Let us know. Slide into the DMs of Popcorn Heroes in Instagram. You can email us at popcornheroes at gmail Let us know your thoughts. And ideas. What did you think about the latest Bond final entry? No time to die. Let us know what you think. Till next time. Bye bye. <laughs>